morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, September 15th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodeman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We are going to be at the very beginning of the Gospel of John. But before we get into our reading and our discussion, let us begin with a prayer. Our prayer today is from the 19th century author Charles John Vaughn. O Lord God, give me grace to set a good example to all amongst whom I live, to be just and true in all my dealings, to be strict and conscientious in the discharge of every duty, pure and temperate in all enjoyment, kind and charitable and courteous toward all men, that so the mind of Jesus Christ may be formed in me, and all men take knowledge of me that I am his disciple through the same, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Our scripture is the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Listen for a word from God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Brett, our passage on Monday was about the second creation story in Genesis. So how do we connect to this idea of the word with creation? And where is God's provision in this passage? I think... Oftentimes, you know, you and you and I do this podcast where we talk about a pericope or, or section of scripture, and and in preaching we talk about a section of scripture, and then we have gifts like this one of John one through five that help us to zoom out and kind of help see the story of creation and the story of scripture, because sometimes if we only focus in on what is exactly happening. For these five verses in, you know, Mark, or these five verses in First Samuel, it, it can it can be confusing. You can get kind of stuck down in there. Uh, but this helps us see the whole story of God. And the whole story of God begins, as we talked about on Monday, with God reaching out into the world, providing creation, providing harmony, providing breath and life into us. And then this gives us the next step, that that wasn't just God stepping in, getting it going, and then stepping back, but that all came through Christ, the Son of God, who has come to earth, that God has not just set the world in motion, set back, step back, but God has been intimately involved with God's creation. And Jesus Christ is the incarnation, the embodiment, the understanding of that for us. And so I think that the uh, the graciousness that we see, that the, the provision that we see in this text is that God 
it's not just cre- it's God's creation isn't just all around us, but God is all around us. That God's work in the world hasn't stopped, but it's continued, and that the light of God is in the world right now, even when it feels so dark. You know, when we were reading the Genesis passage on Monday, um, I was struck by the two trees that are in the garden. So there's the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it occurred to me that trying to adhere to the law is trying to know what is good and what is evil. So God gave us the law and hoped that it would guide us. And instead, we really doubled down (laughs) and wanted to know exactly everything. And so any dispute would be brought to the rabbi, and that rabbi would tell us how the law was applied. And we became so legalistic that we grew further and further from God. Mm -hmm. And then we had this other tree, the tree of life. And that really reminds me of the life of Jesus Christ, Hmm. who came into the world as the Word, showing us how it should be lived out in this really gracious and open way. Now, that's a way of looking at the creation story that no person of the Jewish faith would ever recognize. (laughs) But it did, I think the connection for me is that for whatever reason, um, we, humanity, um, wanted the law and its 12 million applications to be the thing that would make us good with God. Hmm. And what it did is it made us grow further from God. And so then the word of God comes to life in the person of Christ. And we are shown how to live without worrying who's in or who's out, but worrying about how we care for others. And so, you know, the provision, the greatest provision is Jesus Christ, um, that we couldn't make ourselves right with God. We couldn't earn it. And so instead, we are given this incredible gift that offers us salvation and redemption and a way forward that we ourselves could never get to. It reminds me, what you're saying reminds me of, uh, in the final Narnia book, in in the last battle, there's this scene where they kind of go through a door, and it's it's dark, and then that's kind of how they get to this new garden, to this Mm -hmm. new Eden, to this paradise, and there are these dwarfs who uh, are in the darkness and they're trying and some of the people are trying to urge them uh, you know out of the darkness towards towards this light and and they just are so stuck in their own wallowing and they and they don't move anywhere and I think that's where we can be sometimes of even even gifts like this this opening of the door that the dwarfs walk through that this gift of the law that we've been given, uh, that were that was created in order for us to see a light is we can turn that and we can cover use it to cover our eyes and to not see light that you know that so many things that we have been given as gifts so we can use that to actually find ourselves in darkness and so what we have in the word is an unveiling of those things is an unveiling of all the ways that we take God's gifts and we uh, pervert them so that it actually leads us further in the darkness like what we talked about on on monday of of the great gift of work Mm -hmm. and how you know that's one that's one of america's greatest idols is work Uh, and we've taken this great gracious provision and gift of work and we have subverted it into something that is just so wrong and so when the logos when the word 
comes into the world when we look at the light through or world through Jesus Christ we see the light of the goodness of work of, yeah. of the goodness of the things that we have uh, hurt or destroyed yeah it reminds me of all the binding and loosing in the Bible mm. I do think under the gift of the law we bound each other yeah right we said you can't do this you can't do that I don't do that I must be fine although I'm binding myself just as much. And I do think the presence of Christ in the world is God's provision that frees us and allows us to um, move into life in a freer way, caring for others instead of trying to bind them over and over again. With that, let us go to our quote. And this is a quote from Anton Chekhov, who says, Don't tell me the moon is shining. Show me the glint of light on broken glass. Mm. And I think so often as Christians, we, you know, we just want to point and say, you know, God's good. God's got it. You know, God's, God's gracious and God's great light. And Chekhov is saying, you know, show me where God's working in the brokenness of this world. Uh, and I think that's something the world is yearning for. And I do think that's Jesus Christ is the light of the world, right? Yeah. Even in that brokenness. Yeah. That's lovely. Well, friends, we hope you will join us again on Friday. But now may you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen. Amen.